especially girls that are getting that camera going. It's exciting for God has us. How many of you guys have made a New Year resolution? Don't not raise your hand. I mean, you, you have made a decision. You're going to eat better. I mean, you're going to do something different this year that, you know, maybe you didn't do quite as good last year. Or maybe you're just going to take your wife out on more dates. I mean, raise your hand to that one. Come on, there you go. I mean, we've got some things that, that we need to focus on for 2021, amen? I mean, there are some things that we can all do better. I mean, I don't think any of us have reached the, reached the perfection of some of the other folks that I'd be sitting beside us. Maybe some of us got a little work to do. And I mean, I think we set goals. I know in the arena, working with rodeo athletes all the time, we all set goals. I mean, every year is a new year. Either I want to be able to make the short run of the college rodeos, or maybe I want to make the college national finals, or maybe I want to make the junior high state finals, or Maybe your goal is to win the state, the junior high state finals, the national finals. We're all into goal setting. If you're going to be successful at any area, whether it's being a spouse or being an athlete or being a good employee or a good employer, you set goals and you have to reach those goals. You have to, to strive. So, now what are some goals I got to think that some of us might be looking at this year? One might be to lose weight. I mean, that's kind of the first one I Googled it. What's the people's number one goal? of the, uh, 2021, it said to lose weight. Uh, maybe to keep your truck or house clean, to read your Bible daily, to attend church more regularly, to win your rodeo association. How many of you have got some folks in here that are looking for a spouse? Some of you might have found your spouse. Uh, spend more time with the family. Get a better job. Quit a bad habit. All of those are different goals that different people might be trying to reach. Now, your goals might be different. But today I have a question. What is the driving force for you to complete your goals? I mean, you can say, I have all of these goals, and I want to do all these things, but what energizes you? What, what gets your fire going? I mean, what gets you burning with passion so that you can complete that? You know, some things here today might be, what's got you trying to complete your goal might be your spouse. Maybe because they're chewing on your ear all the time. Maybe it's your mirror that you look at in the morning, and you're like, I need to work on a few things. Maybe it's your friends who just tell you the truth and say, hey, you got some things you need to change. Maybe it's just conviction in the Holy Spirit. Maybe it's your competitive edge. I mean, you was born to be a winner. I mean, there was just something about you from the time you was a little baby. You never lost a race. You never lost a wrestling match. You always won. There was something competitive on the side of you that you always found a way to win. That is God-given. Maybe it's your competitive edge that's got you burning with desire to be them, to, to do something this year. Maybe you got loneliness. Maybe at night you're just wanting that spouse because you're feeling lonely. Maybe you need more money so you want a better job because there's things you want to do. But when you write this right here down, church, you're taking notes, you're ready to write this down, but this right here is going to change your life. Spiritual and biblical principles applied to daily practices produces spirit, supernatural results. That's what God gave me together in our class study. Read that again. Spiritual and biblical principles. Doesn't matter what your goals are. Doesn't matter what you're trying to be. No matter what you're trying to do. But whenever you put spiritual and biblical principles and you begin to apply them to your daily practices. Do you know you can have daily practices, but if you're not applying spiritual and biblical principles to those daily practices, you're not going to get the results that you that you're desiring? 
It said, the deal says, spiritual and biblical principles applied to daily practices produces supernatural results. How many want supernatural results? Amen. Amen. We want supernatural results. So this year, as we begin to apply spiritual and biblical principles to our everyday life, we're going to see God do things that we never knew God could do. Can you believe there's things in your life that God can do that you haven't tapped into yet? I mean, there is more to God than we've seen so far. We have got to understand that God can do more than we've ever seen God do in our life, but we've got to tap into that. The reason for the drive will determine your results. What drives you will determine your results. Two things. There's some other things, but two things I'm going to focus on today that will drive you. One thing that will drive you will be love. Love. Love will drive you to do something. Love will drive you to play the piano. Love will drive you to help the neighbor. Love can drive you. The other thing that can drive you today is selfishness. Amen. Y'all know selfishness can drive you. Selfish can drive you because you want me and myself and I. You want your name on the bucket. You want your name on the billboard. And it's all about you, yourself, and I. Amen. But selfishness or love, that's two things that we're going to dig into today as we begin to, to see what God has for us this year. And I want to make sure the things that we're doing, the things that we're focusing on, is coming from who God has called us to be and what God's called us to be. If you've got your Bibles, turn to 1 Kings chapter 3. 1 Kings chapter 3. Now I'm going to kind of catch this up a little bit here. Solomon was the son of David. He was following his father's statutes. And God appeared to Solomon and said, What do you wish for I to do for you, Solomon? Solomon, what do you wish for? How many of y'all believe right now, if God came to you and said, What do you wish for? How many of you got an answer for God? But what? What did he already say? He says, If you knock, the door will be open. If you ask, you'll receive. God has already said, What do you want? I mean, I go through the New Testament and go through all of that and make sure you understand that God already wants to give you the desires of your heart. God asked Solomon, he says, Solomon, what do you want? You know, Solomon could have said, I want the biggest house in the county. I want the fastest truck at the store. I want the long life. He goes to say you can ask all of these things. But you know what Solomon asked for? Yes, for wisdom. Wisdom, guys. Today, if we ask God, God, I know the talents, I know the abilities, I know the things that you blessed me with. God, I know the calling of God in my life, but God, I need the wisdom to use the calling of God that you give me, to use the talents you give me for your glory. See, church, today, when we begin to tap into God's wisdom, there's nothing to stop us. There is nothing to keep you bound when you tap into the wisdom that God wants to give you. Because he says, whoever asks for it will receive it. Today, church, have you received and asked God for the wisdom to be who He's called you to be? You're there with me. 1 Kings chapter 3, verse 10. It says this. This speech pleased the Lord that Solomon had asked this thing. Then God said to him, Because you have asked this thing and have not asked for a long life, nor have asked for riches for yourself, nor asked for the life of your enemies, and you haven't asked yourself, and all of a sudden, he says, Behold, I have been done according to your words. See, I have given you a wise and understanding heart. Today, church, I pray that that is our church's cry. That is our church's request. God, 
give me wisdom so I can have a wise and understanding heart. Because church today, we cannot do what God's called us to do if we don't have a wise and understanding heart. That is so important here. He says here, So that there has not been anyone like you before you, nor shall there be anyone that rise after you. And I have also given you have I, what you have not asked for, both riches and honor, so that there will be no one like you among the kings all of your days. So see, here he is. He asked for wisdom, but all those things that came with having wisdom, he gave him too. Because why? Because his heart was right. And the Bible says, seek first the kingdom of God in his righteousness, and all these things will be added unto you. See, church, when we begin to get things right, those other things will be added unto you. See, Solomon asked for wisdom and all the other things was added unto him. Today, church, I believe this year as we seek what God has for us, all those other things that we might think is important will be added to us as long as God is where he belongs in our life. Today, church, I'm excited for where we're going. I'm excited for who God's called you to be. And selfish has never been one of them. Selfish has never been one. But to be a personal love is who we've got to be. Can I have you two girls and your baby come up? Kind of stand up here because I don't you're on the camera. <laughs> See, he asked for wisdom. Solomon asked for wisdom. And it wasn't long after asking for wisdom, he had to use it. See, sometimes you ask God for something, and it's not long that you have to use it. See, right after this, after God said he was pleased, and you know what happened? He had to use what God gave him. Two women showed up at his court. They showed up with a little baby. The baby was just days old. And the woman over here said, she's holding my baby. She killed my baby. She laid on when she was asleep, and she killed hers, and she swapped it out. And the other one holding the baby said, No, Solomon, this is my baby. Don't let her take my baby. And they begin to tangle. See, today, church, your wisdom might not be because you've got two women fighting over one baby. You might be fighting over YouTube or iTap or TikTok or whatever it is. I don't know where you need wisdom in your life, but by God, you need wisdom, amen. See, Solomon needed wisdom on how to figure out whose baby is this? He's just stays over. And one said she fell asleep and laid on top of her, killed the baby, and did the switch walk. So King Solomon, with his wisdom of God, he said, Boy, go get me a sword. And his boy ran out, got him a sword, and brought it back. He says, Ladies, I'm tired of the bigger. I'm tired of y'all fighting over the remote. And we're going to cut that sucker right in half. That's what he said. We're just going to cut that baby in half, ladies. And we cut that baby in half. You take one half, you take the other one in the big. What happened? There's one mother with love. And there's one mother with selfish. The mother with love said, hey, get her the baby. I would rather the baby live. Amen? I would rather the baby live and not die because I love the baby enough, I will give the baby away. But see, this mother over here who's not her baby told Solomon, just cut that sucker in half because misery loves company, amen? Misery loves company. Misery would say, hey, if I ain't got it, you can't have it either. See, this mother over here said, hey, cut the baby in half. This mother said, because I love it so much, I would rather give it to her for her to live. 
So see, y'all see the selfishness mother and the giving mother. In today's church, we've got to make sure y'all can be seated. Amen. Y'all get
I mean, do you honestly tap into that? I mean, that's like having a F-350 or F-450 power stroke leaving that sucker down in granny again and trying to last it run 70 miles an hour. Don't do it. Church, you have power, the Bible teaching, that has been placed in us when we receive Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. As the Holy Spirit lives inside us, He says the same resurrection power that raised Christ Jesus from the dead now lives in me and you. That's why we can go back to God's Word and say, Now to Him who is able to do it, sitting above all that we can ask Him according to the power that works in us, to Him be the glory of the church. To Him be the glory. Today, church, when we're beginning to set those goals, when we're beginning to say this year, this is where I'm setting the mark. God, this is what I'm aiming for. If you're aiming for something and you don't need to, you know, you got to set something, you're going to miss anyway, right? Today, where have you set the mark for your life? Where have you set the bar for your marriage? Where have you set the bar for your, your relationship with God? Have you set it to where you're going to strive daily to reach it? He says, to him be the glory in the church. See, when Solomon asked for wisdom, it wasn't to put Solomon's name on the wall and how great Solomon was. It was so Solomon could listen to the voice of God. So he could rightly divide the word of truth. So he could make the decisions based on the principles of God. Today, church, are you making your decisions based on godly principles? Because here's the thing. When we begin to make our decisions based on godly principles, we can dream big. We can dream big. Because whenever we are doers of God's word, he says he's able to do exceedingly above all that I can ask and think. Guys, I've got a pretty big imagination. I can dream pretty big things. But I've got to understand this. For me to do, to think, and to dream, and to believe, I have got to make sure my principles are lined up with God's principles. My principles are lined up to God's Word. Because it can't be about just me and you. It's got to be about Jesus. The things that we desire have got to be about God. If you look here with me in Romans chapter 16, verse 25, it reads like this. Now to him who is able to establish you, have you, are you in your established anywhere? Maybe you go to your local bank and you're established at your bank. I mean, you walk in there and you, you tell the bank, I need 25000 for a new truck. And he says, just come by and sign the paperwork tomorrow. You're established. Maybe at the fee store, you back up and get feet and you say, put it on my ticket. You're established there. Do you understand what it is to be established? I mean, you, you have a name that when you show up somewhere, something happens for you because who you are. Or maybe someone, precious, raising in church, don't pay a lot Hey, uh, maybe whenever you're established, or maybe whenever your kid backs up to the feast store, they said, put it on daddy's seat. <laughs> Come on now, put it on daddy's seat. Because daddy's established. Because see right here, he says in Romans chapter 16, verse 8, Now to him who is able to establish you, see, God will establish you. God will bring says, according to my gospel and preaching of Jesus Christ today, church. As you begin to dream big, as you begin to allow God to manifest in your home in ways that you've never tapped into before, understand this, that He will establish you. He will put your name on it. God will take you where He's called you to go. Today, church, know that. That Romans chapter 16, verse 25 says, Now to Him who is able to establish you. You can put your name right there in your Bible. He will establish you. If you turn to 2 Corinthians 
verse chapter 9, 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 8, and it says this, And God is able to make all grace abound towards you. See, today you might say, Pastor, there's reason why I can't be that person God's called me to be. See, you don't understand that 10 years ago, 5 years ago, 6 months ago, you don't understand where I came from, you don't understand my lineage, you don't understand, here's what I'm going to tell you right here, church. Whenever you get the hold of God's word and you understand in 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 8, he says, and that God is able to make all grace abound towards you. Don't give me a little. God give you grace. God's grace is sufficient for the church. Don't allow that yesterday to keep your tomorrow from happening. He says here that you always have an all sufficiency in all things. So many times we're like, man, if I if I had a platform, I would preach. But you're in the locker room with ten guys at the schoolhouse and you got just like the other heathens. Are you saying, you know, I would I would sing if there was a place to be on the platform. But yet you you fill in the blank. Church, be faithful where you're at. See, he says that he will. Have all sufficiency in all things. Be faithful where you're at. Be faithful in the little things. He'll make you faithful as much as long as you keep doing God's word. He says that you may have an abundance for every good work. Today, church, God has an abundance for you. You came today to church to dream big and have an abundance according to God's word. Don't allow Satan to steal another day. Don't allow Satan to steal another idea. Don't allow Satan to keep you bound because you have the grace and God wants to give you the abundance. In Jesus' name, let's pray. God, we love you, Father. God, I thank you for those that are here. God, I thank you for this year. As we dig into your word, Father, and God, and we begin to dream big in ways, Father, for our homes, for our families, for our businesses, for our church. As we begin to dream in big ways, Father, that you can open up doors that no man can open, Father. That, God, you can do things that we can't even exceed, that's going to exceed our imagination, Father. That this year is going to be a year of greatness for the kingdom of God, Father. You're going to use each one of us to reach the loss for your kingdom. In today, church, if you came to this building, or if you're listening through our social media, and you have not received Christ as your Lord and Savior, I just encourage you right where you're at. Just begin to say, God, come to my life. God, forgive me my sins. God, ask you to be the Lord of my life. Give your life over to Jesus today. Don't live a day outside of knowing who Jesus is and living for Christ. I encourage you today, church, dream big. Today, ask God for wisdom. Today, ask God for knowledge. Ask God to open doors for you. Today, church, just ask God. Ask God. Today, no, he will exceed what you imagine. He will exceed who you can imagine he'll, who he'll be. And to him today, church, be the glory. And God, we thank you for the food that's been prepared for us today. I thank you for the ladies that's prepared it, God. I thank you for the service and those that are here, Father. And we give you praise, honor, and glory. And the church said, Amen. Amen. Y'all give God a hand clap.